Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to episode 36 of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And we have a special guest with us, and his name is uh, Peter Rowe. Welcome, Peter. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We want to uh, ask you a little bit, uh, first of all, we know why you're here. You've uh, written a book, but you've also been in the, in the ghost hunting or paranormal hunting for a long time now. Uh, certainly not as, as long as our, our group, the searcher group, um, but mm-hmm. I've been doing this uh, uh, in a serious way. Uh, capacity for about 10 years now right now this uh searcher group mm-hmm. you said uh, was one of the first in canada well it's, it's certainly the oldest uh, established in 1979 by richard palmazano uh which would make this year our 40th anniversary wow. so mm-hmm. 40 years young right and how did you find them uh i found them uh sort of in a roundabout way uh richard has written five books um and i picked up his second book at our local library while i was researching um uh, the ghosts of Fort George and Niagara on the Lake. And um, I was happy to see that he lived in Etobicoke at the time. Mm-hmm. And I sought him out and uh, uh, interviewed him, or he interviewed me, rather, I guess. <laughs> and that's how it turned out right. um, in the end. And he uh, kept my contact information and then called me on a couple of jobs and um, um, called me into a seat, the job at the Canadian National Exhibition. But, uh, yeah, he, was, uh, he did a... a and the searcher group did a 13-month uh, investigation of the grounds of the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto and uh, gave oh. me a call and said, you know, we could use some more bodies to help cover the grounds because, as you can uh, appreciate, uh, oh, yeah. it's huge. many buildings, yeah, huge space. Right. And uh, so we, I really cut my teeth uh, over a number of months. And at the end of that, the con- concluding evening there, uh, he said, how would you like to come aboard? And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that was my, oh, that was my testing, great. I think he was. So you obviously, where does the uh, paranormal interest come from before this? Um, uh, for me, it was a fascination as a young boy. I was, uh, it scared the hell out of me, but I was still fascinated <laughs> by the idea of uh, living outside the physical body. And thanks to the Casper cartoons, that you did could you fly. Ever, and did you ever see ghosts when you were a kid, though? No, no I can't. I don't really? claim to be uh, psychic at all. Well, you know, I don't think you have to be psychic to see spirits sometimes. True, yeah, true. But sometimes there's true. that one profound incident that, right. that makes you go, right. hmm, you know, I'm going to look into this a little mm-hmm, bit more. Mm-hmm. No, I can't say I've, I've, oh, okay. that's occurred to me yet, but I can say that that is a factor for me doing this because I would like to have an experience as much as it mm-hmm. would probably um, uh, jolt me or scare me uh, or startle me. Um, I would really like to. Right. to experience that myself. And in doing this kind of work, I have had um, some small incidents happen, you know, that make you kind of go, like you say, you yeah. hmm, wonder about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still continuing doing this. this still looking this for your ghost. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I know you had mentioned that you uh, are an artist. And uh, so the Casper thing mm. must have came in oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, stuck no. with you as a kid. <laughs> yeah, right? It's not like I went and drew Casper or anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to continue with that, uh, that story, just, um, mm-hmm. so it was a childhood fascination. I would, uh, you know, go to the local library and borrow any, any books I could find in the seventies that were out there. And they're mostly books on 
the uh, British you know, castles and manors sure. and yeah. Tower of London, all those wonderful places that I would love to investigate. Yeah. Um, uh, fast forward to 1984, suddenly ghosts were cool again with uh, the release of Ghostbusters. Sure. Um, yeah. And uh, to make a, a long story short, um, in 2002, mm-hmm. my wife bought us tickets to the, um, the Fort George uh, walking tour in Niagara-on-the-Lake, wow. which I highly recommend, so I'll plug here. And um, to me, that changed everything. Not only did it invigorate or reinvigorate my fascination for the subject, um, but the context of the tours was, uh, since they're um, conducted by staff, daytime staff, the, mm-hmm. they're historians as well. They have to know their, their history in order to get these jobs. So um, while we were walking from building to building, blockhouse to blockhouse, and a tunnel at the back, etc., uh, we were getting a history of the place, and uh, they were really fleshing out, you know, the lives that used to occupy the same space. And to me, that brought history to life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. under the context of, you know, there's a 60% chance you might ex- see one of them, you know, as you right. as you undergo this this tour. Uh, I never did, <laughs> unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I kept sure. taking that tour over and over again. It just made me appreciate history as exactly. being more than just yeah. that thing you have to study for the test next week and then forget about. Mm-hmm. Right. These were real people here, and the idea that you might actually run into yeah. one, one of them or yeah. know, somebody from that same era really yeah. drove it home to me. So I thought that's an amazing way to teach, yeah. teach history. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of my fascinations with going on, uh, on hunts is uh, the whole history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the old buildings and the history behind it, and I always dwell into that. Yeah, me uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, you mentioned CNE. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I mean, you're invited to go and, and look around the grounds. Anything that you thought was strange there? I mean, this and is a big just, thing in just Canada. Just for our, our listeners, right? especially the American ones, that's the Canadian National Exhibition. Mm-hmm. It's it's a huge, huge two-week two week, uh, amusement, what's the carnival? Uh, Everything. A fair. Food. A yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's in, on, fair on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> fair on steroids. <laughs> yeah. And it's in Toronto, and it's absolutely massive. Yeah. Yeah. And but it does have some of the buildings does have a, a rich history of being haunted. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm speaking, um, I'll go on tangents. I'll forewarn mm-hmm. everybody ahead of time. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that also draws me to this um, this field of doing this kind of work is uh, history and uh, learning about things that I didn't know about sure. previously. And, and in the case of the CNE, I had no idea going in that that was the site of a battlefield. In 1812, where the Americans invaded. At one point um, during the same battle, the um, powder magazine was uh, uh, exploded on purpose to you know, take out as many of the invading Americans as possible. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Wallet popping out? Or? <laughs> it's ours now. The ghost, you know, ghost trying to steal your wallet. here in the theater. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that kind of stuff fascinates me. So if you need. Um, you know, uh, a death, a tragic death, or you know, a bloody right. death. To yeah. have a ghost, then sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. it shouldn't come as a surprise that you know, the C and E should right. have uh, some remnants uh, or, or figures from that era. But uh, uh, sorry, that was my tangent. I lost your, your question. Yeah, I think no, you're asking, asking about the first yeah. time I. Well, I was just was there? asking, yeah, whether, I mean, because the Canadian National Exhibition is, is such a big thing here mm-hmm. in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Ontario, mm-hmm. um, but whether you discovered anything, because this was really your, your first move with this group. That's right. right? Yeah, that's, that's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my very first night, um, <laughs> it was, I'll, I don't think I'll forget it, because uh, it took place uh, in the basement of um, 
the Stanley Barracks, which is the last remaining building of New Fort York. Um, mm -hmm. It's right on the, the Lakeshore Avenue there. And we were directed, uh, there were about 13 of us in the basement of this building. Um, Richard and his team had already um, investigated it previously, so they knew who was down there, but they didn't tell me anything. And uh, they didn't, certainly didn't tell our medium what to expect. You know, we like when we bring a medium in, we, you know, they come in blind, basically, and they don't know right. anything about the building. Sometimes we don't even know where, we don't tell them where we're going. Um, and we'll meet them elsewhere and then drive them to the location just so that we trust them. But mm -hmm. sure, I, I think for, for our peace of mind, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly yep. what it is. You know, for our peace of mind and for people listening to this kind of stuff, uh, hopefully uh, they appreciate that we're trying to keep them as honest as possible. Sure. And, uh, Take away that temptation to research something ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, another tangent. Um, but uh, in the basement of this place, apparently there were a couple of male spirits. Um, and this introduced me to the idea of hierarchies, even in the spirit realm. Um, <laughs> yes, we know all so, about so, that. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, a couple of male spirits were, uh, were abusing a couple of female spirits, and there was a baby involved as well. Uh, mm. Very tragic-sounding story. But just standing there in the, in the washroom quietly, um, you know, trying to take in the environment as we're doing our recordings and ask, asking our questions. We had a medium um, uh, standing at one edge of the circle, and uh, she is this no-nonsense medium. She's a real spirited uh, lady, and she was challenging these creeps, you know, and saying, you know, get out of here, buddy. We don't want you here, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, at one point... Um, we all heard, uh, she was wearing a leather jacket at the time, and there was a, a smack on the back of her coat, and she flew forward, uh, cried out in pain. Mm -hmm. And Richard and I came to her aid, and uh, she lifted up uh, the back of her shirt, and there was a, a boot heel was forming in red. Oh, oh wow. Like, this, is what, this is what a, yeah. if you pardon the language, a bastard one of these guys was. He, you know, this right. is how he sure. attacked women from behind. And, uh, but she, I mentioned she was feisty and she said, you know, oh, that, you know, sure that hurt, but I've had five kids, buddy. You think that's bad? And I'm like, right, I can take it kind of thing. So she, you know, really riled them up. All right. Um, uh, so that was, uh, for my introductory experience, that was, yeah, <laughs> that's, just to witness something like one. that happen. Wow. Um, we tried an automatic writing session at that point. Um, uh, and these are things that I only read about or seen on sure. the TV yeah. at that time. Um, uh, most most haunted out of Britain was on the airwaves over here. And this was before the, mm -hmm. the influx of ghost hunters, ghost adventures and all the reenactment shows. Yeah. Uh, but they were in the future coming up. Um, I was hearing knockings. The other thing, uh, the other communication tool, you know, once mm -hmm. for yes, two for no kind yeah. of thing. And they were coming from the stalls of the washroom. And I was, as a skeptic, I was looking around and making, to make sure for my own sure. peace of yeah. mind I do that the nobody same. else was doing this. So, um, right. Uh, so there was that and incredible stuff. Uh, we actually laid down powder, some baby powder. Mm -hmm. Made the washroom smell a lot better. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, put a garbage bag down and taped it down and put some uh, baby powder or flour down. And we left and uh, went on to the third floor, came back about 16 minutes later. And there was what looked like uh, the letter D scrawled in, in the powder. Wow. Uh, and then we left again um, for another maybe five or six minutes to investigate another room. Came back and there were two or three uh, lines through the D as if somebody wanted that erased and Whoa. didn't want us to see it anymore. So well, that's the first night. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're hooked then. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of went from skeptic to, okay, I'm starting to... Well, um, open-minded skeptic. Yeah, Open-minded, sure. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Definitely, exactly. yeah. yeah. I think you have to be in, in you know, doing what we do. That's right. I'm sure you guys are as well. So right. you got to look for the, you know, what's normal before you can 
say something, okay, that's leaning more towards paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So then uh, you take that experience, you're invited to uh, go along. What was the name of the group? Sorry. The Searcher Group. The Searcher Group. And uh, you're asked to uh, attend many other functions. Yeah. Yeah. We, from that building, uh, I won't uh, <laughs> make this a CNE show, but uh, mm-hmm. um, we did. Um, well, if you we, got good stories from the CNE, oh, yeah. Yeah. let us know. Um, there's a building there called the Horse Palace, and it's just yeah. as it sounds. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, there's an arena in there for uh, you know shows and, and uh, training horses. And the, uh, that's yeah, where the Toronto the, police the have their uh, mounted right. unit, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a fascinating building. Had. Uh, um, picked up some amazing EVP there on the second floor. Um, uh, we did the, um, oh my gosh, the Horse Palace was the highlight. Uh, the Archives Building, um, it was the, the Archives of the CNE, that department that sponsored us, so they, they went with us wherever we, you know, we went and opened doors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, John and I are picking up on someone. Yeah, we have a visitor. Our, Come a on, visitor. Yeah, welcome. Walking in. around here, pull listening, up, which, is, which is just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a seat. Yeah. Or step by that meter over there. Yeah, step by that meter over there. Yeah, um, get back to the C&E. Mm-hmm. Uh, even not too long ago, I read a story where security guards who work the, you know, mm-hmm. the grounds mm-hmm. and tour the buildings or patrol the buildings often find doors that are open that have been like locked shut. They hear footsteps. Yeah. They see apparitions yeah. and orbs. And, and I, th- I think it's quite hard to keep people staffed there at times. I wouldn't and, be surprised, uh, but yeah. yeah you know, no, I yeah, guess it depend, depending on, on the culture of the security guard, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it would be a really cool place to... And, mm-hmm. and I had forgotten mm-hmm. the history of that, because that's right. That was a big battle that uh, took place there. Yeah. I, I forgot yeah. about mm-hmm. that. Because so even that's... when they dug up the Rogers Center, which isn't really that far mm-hmm. from the grounds, no. No. They, they found cannons, they found yep. bodies, they found muskets, all yeah. sorts of yeah. things. Yeah, not surprised at all. So yeah. there, there might be a yeah. ton of residual energy. A lot of oh, imprinting yeah. Energy. on land. Yeah, yeah. a lot old, of imprints. Old Fort York is right there, too. That's right, I was going to say, yeah, Kitty Corner to the CNE grounds is uh, not only Old Fort York, but there's a, stri- a strip of land there that's in an embankment uh, or a little valley there. Uh, you can just imagine soldiers, you know, running oh, yeah. back yeah. and forth to the, to the edge of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's all condos. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's, don't even yeah. get me started. No, yeah. that's uh, six thousand condominiums down there, now. pretty much. But uh, in this this stretch of uh, sort of open field, um, there is a memorial wall, um, and it's made up of headstones that have been found in that area, and uh, oh, you know, wow. so they're all broken and whatnot. But they've been incorporated yeah. into this wall to save them, and uh, that was also part of the investigation as well. Now it's outdoors, of course, and you know you got the Gardner Expressway, the oh, yeah. traffic, you know, the, hum of, the hum of the city around you, but. And, and what year was this? Um, this was 2010. Okay, so not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Have you been back since? Um, no, no. no? I, I'm, we've, we did uh, that, that stretch of land or that field um, a couple of times during the investigation, but uh, no, we've moved on to other, other jobs such as <laughs> this book and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, one, mm-hmm. uh, just an interesting story to come out of that um, uh, investigation of the field. Uh, the, the first time it was investigated, um, the people, uh, Richard and Paul, and some guests of the group came, you know, approached the wall with their, their recorders and whatnot, asked questions, and uh, I don't think they picked up on any EVP, but they observed that there were no plaques or anything commemorating the soldiers of 1812. And uh, uh, I wish I was there for this because uh, Paul commented, well, you know, that's, you know, there's, there's no justice there. You know, where's the justice in that? It, you know, they're mentioning other, other uh, 
military units and whatnot from years afterwards, but not 1812. You know, there's, you know that's a, that's a mm-hmm. aspect of injustice there. So they carried on, they walked around, and just before they were about to leave, leave the field for the evening, uh, something hit Paul directly in the back. So, of course, everybody stopped, flashlights, you know, was mm-hmm. looking around on the grass, and there was a token that they retrieved from the, the grass, had a hole in it, mm-hmm. from 1812, well, or 1813, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and on one side was Lady Justice. Mm-hmm. On, on, King, wow. King, King George on one side. Wow. And that's so cool. that was... Uh, <laughs> Does he still have this? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Um, so that's like saying you hit it in the nail on the head, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or thank you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. we, we agree. Exactly. That's cool. Um, and uh, again, uh, with history, you know, why was there a hole in the coin yeah. or token? Uh, as it was called then, um, and we found out uh, another sort of you know, piece of interesting trivia is that apparently soldiers' pockets were uh, so badly worn and torn and had holes in them, um, they would often drill holes uh, through their coins and put a string through them and keep them around their wrist and, oh, okay. for safety's sake and you know, so they wouldn't lose them. But oh. mm-hmm. that was cool to get an apport or Old A-port. school bling. Yeah. There you <laughs> go, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How do you pronounce it, apport or aport? You know, um, I- you you know what I mean? The, yeah, the term, the other. Yeah, let's yeah. say airport. The term yeah. for a, yeah. an object, a physical object that manifests. And, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's that cool. Is amazing. So that was an, that an incredible, uh, as I say, thirteen month tour of uh, an investigation of, of the grounds. Several more buildings that we would love to to do, uh, including uh, uh, what used to be the horticulture building. Now it's taken up by music or Muzak, the uh, dance club there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Rob Ford used to love to. <laughs> <laughs> hang out at and, uh, but uh, that was the site of um, uh, a temporary morgue for the uh, the victims of um, uh, a, a boat that uh, that burned in the, in the harbor I wish Whoa. I could remember the name will come to me in a moment but uh, oh the SS Noronic oh. Moronic Noronic Noronic yeah um, <laughs> yeah apparently uh, most of the passengers died on this uh, a fire started it was mostly made of wood all the crew made it off mm. but unfortunately most of the passengers okay. uh, sleeping there uh, Right. Ended up in the, the morgue and the horticulture building, and uh, mm-hmm. wow. so we couldn't get in there because it was a very <laughs> uh, still being used to this day, and, and management there wouldn't uh, give us permission to do it. So hmm. maybe someday we'll go, you know, for another. I'll get another us around. Yeah, there you go. But uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, there. You go, Sikkim. Sikkim. Yeah. Um But that was uh, this all documented in Richard's fourth book called, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, Ghosts of the Canadian National Exhibition. Oh, oh cool. I'm going to have to check these out. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, definitely. Yeah. Why don't you uh, take a moment and plug your book that we have here on the table? Okay. Um, <laughs> definitely, you know, take the time to give a plug. Tell us what it's about. Tell us about... Well, I'll give you one hint yeah. to the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, this is a, a book that... Uh, this is my debut book. Uh, as, as I mentioned before, Richard has written five uh, previous to this. Um, so this is my... Um, uh, insertion into the the searcher group library if you will um and this came about in 2015 uh i i live in a town um i, sh- I should say i live outside a town that has a town hall that for years uh, the staff there have boasted that they have a ghost mm-hmm. which i admired greatly because um uh, despite the number of reality shows and, and uh, groups that have formed in the last decade and a half uh, there's still a stigma about ghosts that, you know, mm-hmm. people's beliefs, you know, make it scares them and uh, they're afraid of what other people will think if they, if word got around that their, their uh, residence or place of business is, is haunted. So 
so there's still a stigma. So that's what I what I admired about uh, the Acton Town Hall staff was that they said, oh yeah, we, we, we think we've got a ghost named Jimmy, who's a, a former caretaker here, mm -hmm. and uh, he's still looking after the place. We keep uh, hearing sounds of sweeping, um, hmm. uh, like shuffling movement, mm -hmm. and um, uh, sometimes somebody will like sort of play Nicky Nicky Nine Doors with a doorbell and, and ring it, and, and but oh, there'll be nobody there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, real sort of um, general stuff, no names or anything like that. And of course, a couple of um, uh, fly-by-night groups uh, tried, you know, asked permission to investigate it, and they did. You know, one night in and out, and uh, I guess it was a slow week at, at the at the newspaper because you know they, you know, got an article written about them, but they didn't have anything to say about what they. Uh, experience outside of what had already been reported. So again, shuffling, uh, maybe a couple of whispers, but we couldn't make out what they were saying, blah, blah, blah. So I, I thought, okay, um, I've been, we've been doing uh, long-term investigations for a little while. I mean, let's try and test our short-term uh, investigation ability. So I uh, contacted the Acton Town Hall people and they said, absolutely, come on in. So no, nice. um, I said, you know, do you mind if we try? Because we, we've been pretty successful getting names. And um, so uh, we, we did. We went in, uh, and because it was going to be a short-term investigation, we brought a medium in right away, and she picked up on um, a fellow named Jim, hmm. but it was a young fellow, so we're not, we're not sure if it's the Jimmy that people think. You know, mm -hmm. So we, we, I, 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 I joked in the book saying we might have debunked one and replaced it with another Jimmy's, but uh, right. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. But anyway, it was a fascinating first night. Uh, we heard disembodied voices. We heard a, a woman crying. Uh, out loud, um, uh, sort of a moan. It was, it was sort of a low, sad moan. Uh, we heard that with our own uh, ears, which is, uh, I think, incredible mm -hmm. to me. Um, and uh, in, in the course of that investigation, uh, one of our inv other investigators said, you know, we should do my hometown. And they have a town hall. We should do that. And I said, okay, set it up, you know, kind of thing. Go have that. Um, but that inspired me to 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 uh, sort of push this ex experiment further. And I thought, I wonder if other towns and other uh, muni municipalities would um, be interested in us doing this in their, their town halls. And we could just sort of, I'll call it a town hall tour, and we'll just go from place to place doing short-term investigations and see how we do. Um, and uh, Richard, I suggested that to Richard at the time, and he was just finishing his fifth book and tired as all get out. And he said, if you want to do it, you take over. You know, you, if there's a book in it, mm -hmm. you take over, you, you spearhead that. And so that was the, the, the start of this book. And from then I, from there I uh, contacted other municipalities and, and uh, uh, they ended up in the book. Wow. So uh, we, we did uh, five uh, town halls and one former city hall. And that's in the city of Toronto. Right. So, and, Town halls, and I know even the one in, in this town, um, now it's been, we talk about this in the podcast, this is mm -hmm. the third one on its uh, on the premises, okay. as okay. two of them had burnt down. Okay. Um, but uh, this one was built in the 20s, and, uh, but they always had a theater involved mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. So it was, is that a common thing? In, it is, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I, I wouldn't blame anybody with... Uh, listening to this thinking you know why would a town hall be haunted when you know as you mm -hmm. are probably aware you know most of the the hot spots or cold spots in our business um <laughs> involve you know prisons and asylums and hospitals and 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 theaters places where a huge range of intense mm -hmm. human emotion has taken place and you know in in a sure. closed yep. space kind of thing uh but if you think about it town halls had a lot of these same aspects all in one 
um, theaters, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And many of them were, um, if they didn't have a theater before, they were converted. Right. Uh, in the case of Caledon Town Hall. Um, but yeah, definitely there, there would be stages for, you know, social events and, and uh, dances. And you can imagine orchestras playing at, you know, one mm-hmm. right. point. Um, a lot of them had uh, jail jail cells or facilities yep. and <laughs> yep. which we had in yep. this yep. one and, 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 yeah. across uh, the street here holding court, cells and yeah, holding <clears> cells <throat> uh, yeah. courtrooms right um some uh had gallows uh, not so Is much that? here in canada but uh, yeah but, yeah, um, but cer- certainly there were hangings here um we um went to a couple of places uh, that are described in the book that uh may have had gallows up front, but uh, historians were like, you know, it's, it might, might be an urban legend kind of thing, but mm-hmm. may, maybe, maybe not kind of thing. So those, those were the kinds of questions that we would go to these, uh, or ask at these places. And um, Was there uh, one really memorable investigation out of the book that... Um, I would like to say, uh, for the benefit of the book, uh, all of them were memorable, <laughs> so you sure, can keep reading. Sure, yeah. um, if you'd like highlights, then... Um, well, the, the, the funny thing is, too, just back up, it's called sure. Haunted Town Halls. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you said the name of the book when you started. But a week ago, because it's already in bookstores here, mm-hmm. I was at the shopping mall, and I went into the bookstore, and I saw three copies of Peter's book, and I knew he was going to be on the show. Uh, sorry I didn't buy one, <laughs> but, I'm <laughs> gonna, but, but I want to come to your yep. your. Uh, your, book I guess your book launch, and, yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. so I'll see you then. But it was funny because I picked it up and I opened it, and I came to page two fifteen, the Orangeville Town Hall, and I looked down and it said Wellington County uh, Paranormal Team, Barb, Tony, and Michelle, and those are our fellow paranormal investigators from Ship. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't that? Cool. And you you know, that's just the page you opened. Yeah. And that was just mm-hmm. the page mm-hmm. I opened, and I was like, wow. So there's, you know, no coincidences, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. We discussed this before. <laughs> and I thought, right. oh, isn't that really, you know, that's really cool that mm-hmm. uh, I saw his book, I, I opened it, and boom, mm-hmm. right there. There's, you know, Barb, Tony, and Michelle. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I recall them uh, commenting on how, what a good investigation the Orangeville Town Hall was. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was. Do you remember any really profound experiences from there? Um, absolutely. Yeah. The um, they uh, I, I I asked uh, the three of them in on that particular weekend because um, the uh, on the second floor is what's called the Opera House and uh, very active, um, like physically active uh, community theater. Uh, so it's hard to um, to uh, get a, a proper investigation organized there with with the theater being used mm. um, year round mm-hmm. basically. So. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, on Labor Day weekend in 2015, I think it, it might have been as well. Um, that was when it was quiet, you know, throughout the whole building. Uh, Orangeville Town Hall is actually one of the town halls that we investigated that is still uh, used as a town hall. So right. its uh, council chambers are still in use. Um, and uh, anyway, most of uh, the searcher group uh, weren't available that weekend. So uh, I was a friend of Barb's, still am. I hope so. Hi, Barb. Um, <laughs> And uh, I asked her if she wouldn't mind helping out, and she, and she said, well, there are a couple other members of, of the team that she was on at that time uh, who were available. And uh, so uh, I thought that uh, that made that chapter particularly interesting because uh, that illustrates you know, 
that we can do this kind of work uh, through cooperation and you know we're not competing groups I'm, I'm not really big on groups that compete with each other and try to you know right. be better than, than the others but um, mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was a great opportunity to showcase uh, cooperation and collaboration rather than mm -hmm. competition so right. um, invited them in and uh, we had a great uh, great uh, visit there um, highlights um, include uh, uh, the media that was called, uh, they, they were really excited to have us in town. Uh, the, uh, the woman uh, who, uh, who, who works there, who invited us in, she contacted the media. They got a, somebody from the news, a couple of newspapers. And uh, they, this, this small band of media people followed us wherever we went, and so, 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 which was fine for the first hour. But afterwards, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, you have yeah, to go now. Yeah. You know, Scoot. You know. Um, and but what was really cool was, uh, you know, we, after a couple of interviews, we, we said, okay, let's get started. So we, we, we set our medium loose, uh, Joanna, and and just like any other time, we said, okay, we're going to follow you, you know, vibe out this place, and we'll we'll record what you say. And she walked into the council council chambers and said, and, and felt there was a lot of activity here. You know, it was just busy generally. And while while she and I were doing that, I was following her closely with a digital recorder. Um, our host and the other team members and the media stood up against one wall across the room and just observed from there to get out, stay out of the way. And then Joanna brought us to a desk, one of the tables actually near the mayor's desk, um, in, a, in a room full. Of, it was a sem semicircular set of tables uh, facing, you know, where the mayor would sit. And um, she picked up on, on a gentleman and described him, you know, his physical appearance as uh, somebody who was. Uh, very sort of tough and, and uh, uh, no-nonsense kind of guy. The kind of guy who was just like, you know, yeah, what do you want? You know, like very mm -hmm. authoritative, I suppose. Um, you know, if you want anything, you come, you go through me. You know, mm -hmm. what's, what's your problem? <laughs> not, not your problem, but, you know, yeah, what's, sure. what's, your, what's your deal? So, someone like Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she described this fellow physically. Um, and then she, I, so very politely, I asked, you know, what's your... Uh, can, we, can I trouble you for your name? Because we need, you know, verifiable information, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Um, and um, she said, uh, I'm get, it's coming to me in flashes because that's, she's, uh, this is how her information comes to her. Um, I'm getting a George. And I said, oh, George, you know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Um, would, you trouble, would you trouble us with your surname, please? My name is Roe. Mm -hmm. And then she said, Wilson. And I said, George Wilson. And as soon as I said that, a gasp came from the group of people across the room. And it was, I, I looked over there and it was our host. Mm -hmm. And she, that had triggered something, you know, a memory. Really? And she was busy, you know, sort of you know, yeah. like, like, like whispering to the media people. Like, and I thought right. to my, myself, okay. a hit, you know, yeah. for a psychic hit. And then we moved on from there. And, you know, we didn't feed into Joanna's um, work. Um, we just carried on as, as we should and then talk about these things afterwards. So, uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, we visited a basement in the addition that's been built uh, on, onto the uh, Orangeville Town Hall. And uh, that addition is, 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 I think it was built in the 1980s, so it's not original to the, to the building, but uh, it, was, it was built uh, where a, a church used to exist. So that was kind of cool, knowing mm -hmm. that, that, that it was uh, something of a, a religious significance there. Um, a local historian sort of hinted that there might have been a cemetery nearby in the grounds, and mm -hmm. so we're thinking, oh, you know, like the movie Poltergeist. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you move the bodies? Kind of yeah. thing. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
but down there we picked up, uh, or rather Joanna and Barb uh, picked up on a fellow named uh, Philip. That was the name that they connected with this fellow who was hiding from us in a caretaker's closet. Um, we, we got access to the closet and apparently he cowered in the corner and, and we said, okay, uh, we'll, we'll leave you alone. If, would you mind answering our questions if we left a digital recorder behind? So it was Tony actually who left um, mm -hmm. a recorder behind and he was carrying a K2 meter and all of us filed out of this room the media were outside in the hallway just sort of yakking amongst themselves. And so I, for the benefit of the, the cameras and the, the newspaper people, I said, you know, Philip, if, if you would like us to leave, could you make the device in Tony's hand uh, go to the red the red mm -hmm. light, the highest point on the meter? And it went bloop, and went yeah, right? straight yeah. to red. And of course, all of us were like, that's cool. Yeah. But um, again, uh, so, just, so it wasn't a one-off. I said, you know, that's great. Thank you very much. Um, can you, do you really want us to leave? You know, can you make, can you do that again? And it went bloop. And I said, okay, we'll respect that. And we walked away. And, uh, right. unfortunately the cameras weren't turned on. <laughs> so, oh, but, uh, but I was, I was happy to see that the media. So who, yeah, could who was George that. Wilson then? George Wilson, um, getting back, I found out later from our host that, uh, he was a, a member of a uh, longtime member of the Orangeville community who had just passed away less than a year before. Oh, oh is that right? Wow. Um, but what yeah. was the in, uh, other interesting part of that was that <clears throat> the description that Joanna gave of this fellow didn't match the name. So I thought, well, that's strange. Who, who did you think she was talking about you know, before the yeah. name George Wilson came up? And her host said, I, I thought you were describing a, a fellow named uh, Robert Lackey, who was a council member who actually sat mm. at that table or near, very near to that table. And he was you know, like the go-to person for... Mm -hmm. uh, anything you needed done in, in, in the town at the time. So I thought, well, that's interesting. So in the book, I described getting in touch with his son and, and we reviewed Joanna's uh, findings and uh, he, um, he agreed with uh, many of them, but also he, you know, there were some things that she said that, you know, that, that doesn't sound like my dad kind of thing. So we'll leave it up to the reader to decide, you know, was it right. Mr. Lackey or, or was Mr. Wilson? Not sure. Right. Fascinating um, place. Yep. Haunted Town Halls is the uh, name of the book, and Peter Rowe is the author and our guest. We're going to take a brief break, water ourselves down, and... Uh, we'll be back in one second. We'll be back with more stories from Peter Rowe. Thank you. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. And we're back, Phantom Faction Podcast, episode 36, guest Peter Rowe. And Peter has uh, written a book that is out and available right now, and it's called Haunted Town Halls. And you've told us some pretty freaky stories so far. The Orangeville one was a real interesting one for you. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But uh, you said you've got 311 pages here of, uh, of uh, some great stories and adventures that you've had Mm -hmm. with your paranormal mm -hmm. group yeah yeah i guess well 320 with uh, mm -hmm. a huge introduction and <laughs> preface and whatnot but uh, yeah that's it's, right uh, so what uh i mean certainly there's uh this book it features the haunted town halls and there's certainly as we've discussed and and we know because we've recorded in in a haunted town hall mm -hmm. uh just what is your take on the uh, on why spirits may hang out there? Uh, well, we we find that there's um, that spirits in general um, return or revisit places that they have an emotional attachment to. Mm -hmm. um, emotions uh, play a huge part, we think, in uh, why a, a spirit would choose to to stay behind. 
uh, and not move on to another dimension or plane, if you will. Um, or is it a visit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in the case mm-hmm. of um, uh, the Acton Town Hall, I go back to that one. Mm-hmm. Chapter the, one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> okay. um, on the uh, the second visit, Joanna picked up on uh, the spirit of somebody who claimed to be uh, her her last married name was Duncan. Didn't give us a, a first name. Uh, and the, the visit previous to that one, um, she picked up on the initials uh, SH. Um, but that's all she picked up on. Um, and then the second visit, it was a, a woman named Mrs. Duncan uh, who appeared over the stage, or the auditorium stage, and um, materialized for her in Joanna's, Joanna's mind, mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call it? Not a crib, but a... Hello, come on in. Um, a bassinet. <laughs> bassinet, 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 thank you, yeah. yes. And, uh, and she was uh, pointing out a, a dead child. Kind of, it was a really emotional moment, actually. And, and uh, the, those of us who were around Joanna listening to this, you know, looked at each other and, said, and thought, you know, why would somebody do that? You know, like, show us this here in a town hall of all places. Um, um, so speaking to the visiting idea, I've, it's not my theory, but I've, we, I've, mm-hmm. the more I do this, the more I believe that uh, spirits are at, uh, att- very attracted to mediums and psychics and clairvoyants and can be sort of invited from the outside in mm-hmm. when they realize that, uh, oh, somebody among that group has the ability to do this, so I want to tell right. my story kind of thing. This is my in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, after a subsequent research, I found out who this person was. I was able to verify who, who that was. So that was really a really cool aspect. You know, after two investigations, we got this definitive information. Uh, so that I just I love um, verifying that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a highlight uh, in that case. Um, On the back of the book, I need to interrupt because sure. you got some some key words here. Okay. Reports of poltergeist-like activity mm-hmm. in a rural theater are overshadowed by the presence of a possible spirit portal and photographic evidence of a dementor. Question mark. Question mark. A dementor? A dementor? <laughs> so, yes, poltergeist um, activity. Uh, that that uh, has to do with the, uh, the Caledon, former Caledon Township Hall on Highway 10 in Caledon, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's... Uh, I know for it many, well because I grew up in that area. Okay. And for many years, uh, the Caledon Town, Town Hall players have uh, occupied that building, uh, built a stage, built um, across from the stage uh, behind the house or the, the seating area. There's um, a prop room, um, another seating area for about seven or eight seats and a uh, lighting booth uh, above the theater. And when we went in there, uh, they were very receptive and said, oh, yeah, come on in. We, you know, we definitely have things going on here. Um, so we investigated that before Christmas in 2015 as well. It was the last investigation of the year. Um, and uh, I interviewed one of the former uh, Caledon Town Hall players, and she claimed that uh, when she, as a stage manager, she would get there before uh, rehearsals and whatnot and, and open up the, the building and... Uh, somebody, she claimed as she walked down the aisle of the house towards the stage above her from the prop, props room, something would fall out and just get tossed out and, and thrown in front of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, things would, would be moved even during rehearsals. Apparently somebody's uh, set of keys disappeared and she got all yeah. pissed off and said, you know, 
damn it, we're trying to rehearse here. You know, return mm-hmm. that that actor's keys. You know, and and they were found later in one of the uh, the roll, the um, seats that were uh, oh. folded up. Oh, well. um, so I, you know, when I heard that, I thought, you know, this is amazing. I, I haven't personally experienced um, right. uh, psychokinetic or uh, poltergeist like activity. So I thought, oh, this this would be amazing if we could, you know, catch some hint mm-hmm. of that. Uh, never did, but we did get sounds of things being moved, um, and then but were never actually moved. Um, uh, and as for the uh, the portal and the, the dementor the, the dementor like sighting there, uh, there are pictures in the book uh, illustrating this. Um, quite early in the investigation, uh, Joanna picked up on a what might be a portal uh, on the stage itself. Hmm. Um, there's a, actually a part of the stage that's more scuffed up than the rest of it. I don't know if that's a coincidence. But um, she picked up on some sort of an energy just from this one small area, you know, like a foot, foot excuse me, foot and a half long area. And um, our meters were going crazy over it. But there was, you know, we looked under the stage. There was no reason for There was no electrical box underneath the stage there at all. There's no reason for um, mm-hmm. energy to be uh, logically there. Um, so that was interesting. Um, on the second investigation, uh, we didn't have a medium with us, but it was just the, the four team members, other team members. And towards the end of the night, I was sitting on the apron of the stage uh, doing the spirit box session. I had uh, the, the device in one hand, my recorder in the other, and I was asking questions. Uh, James, Paul, and Richard, the other members of the team, were in the house seats facing me. And as I was asking questions, I looked up at the guys, and, I, and at one point, I could see all their eyes widening. I thought, oh, crap, there's something going on behind me, isn't there? And uh, so up came the cameras, and uh, Richard took a series of shots that are, are in the book um, showing um, uh, a curtain on, um, leading to the backstage opening. Oh, cool. Um, and, and light that was well lit behind this black curtain. And so this, this curtain is opening on its own. And, um, but, you know, I just kept going. You know, one thing I've learned doing this is that, you know, I guess you could be scared, but... If it's not harming you, just keep going kind of sure. and see, see yep. what happens. So I agree. The next shot he, he took was uh, what looked like um, it's floating off the ground. It's maybe a meter, a meter or so off the ground, and it's this big, black, thick, gelatinous form. It looks like it's shooting from, out, from the curtain into, onto the stage somewhere. And um, so I called it a Dementor because it reminded me of that, you know, sure. that, that dark figure, you know, sort of whoosh, yeah, you know, floating yeah. around and yep. terrorizing uh, Hogwarts. And, um, and then the next photo he took, um, it was gone. Uh, the curtain was open a little more, too, but uh, it, was, it was gone and we had no idea. And nobody saw this with their naked eye, that right. object. So they saw the curtains move, but not that, that object. So he sent me those pictures the same night that, uh, that we, we got home. He said, you know, I came home to this email saying, what do you think of this? I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, over the course of the next week when I analyzed uh, my digital recordings, uh, roughly around the same time he took that picture, there was a voice on my recording that said, what It was the creepiest. I have no idea what uh, it means. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with uh, you know, like an Aboriginal. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say. Kind of, um, uh, language, First Nation language. Um, but that was really creepy. Oh you know? yeah, and uh, yeah. So a fascinating, fascinating place, and uh, we have an open invitation there to investigate any time we want. So uh, there we go. Nice. Let's get some pictures in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the second, yeah, it might be kind of hard to, to make out in, in black and white, but it's. Uh, 
Yeah, the horizontal blur. black mass protruding outward was not seen by the naked eye, but it, it mm -hmm. certainly looks like a black glob of something. Something, yeah. Coming but out of the stage there. It's, it's I'm going to say formless, but you know, there's definitely some substance to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll be doing hmm. a, I'll wow. be uh, presenting a, a talk uh, slash book, book signing event uh, in Guelph on May the 13th, or May the 11th, I beg your pardon, at uh, the E-Bar and the Bookshelf in uh, downtown Guelph. And... Uh, this will, these pictures will, will be part of that presentation. Oh, cool. They're a lot clearer nice. in color. I think what we've been finding on investigations and um, that relates to the town halls, uh, but that sometimes it's generally the town itself. I mean, these spirits, we, you know, so we investigate at the town hall, but then we find out a little later on that, okay, well, this same spirit is haunting down the street as well at mm. another spot. Oh, you your know, meter's so. going off over there. Hello. Yeah. yeah, so explain to people what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we have uh, sitting it's a, over here? a mel meter. It's a, a mel meter and with the uh, electromagnetic frequency detecting aerial on it. And it's about seven feet away from us. And on the it's floor, gone off. and it's going yeah. off. It just yeah, the, the first green light went off. The there. first green light. It was like the, the most minimal right interaction. So hmm. this device has just picked up some kind of anomalous but this energy. Is, this is where John and I have been seeing someone walking around all. all it it seems like whenever here. we do a podcast here, that something just kind of comes oh, over that location. We're, we're the show, right? Yeah, and they, they, <laughs> they stand there and observe, right? Well, yes. if, if there is somebody here with us, I'm sorry I can't see you with my own eyes. Thank you for oh. touching that. Wow. Can you? Okay, thanks for doing that. Would you mind uh, grabbing it even harder, and and making the second light go on as well? Please. You just have to put their hand on the antenna. Yeah, right? just just touch the antenna. It won't hurt you. No, nope. totally harmless, but it'll pick up on your energy and let us know. Thank oh, you. There we go. Okay, this keep is squeezing. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, all right, good. So, Can folks, that, that beeping you're hearing is this millimeter that's encountering an anomalous energy source. Now it's yellow. Yeah, it went to the it's second going between phase. green and yellow. And, and so Peter asked it to kind of identify, identify itself more, and it actually did. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, if you want to go back in the corner there, there's a recorder that Peter put on top of that drywall. And if you want to shout your name into it and let us know who you are. We'd love it. So next time we're here, we can uh, say hello to you. And we can, yeah, we can call you by name. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Or even come close to the table here and yeah, speak and sp into the and microphone. speak into this speak. microphone. Yep. You're more than welcome. That's pretty neat. That was cool. Yeah, Thanks. that was cool. <laughs> that beeping you're hearing, folks, that's actually a, a paranormal investigation tool going off saying that it's found something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully it did pick up. Okay, Peter. I want to hear about this story that Aaron Montgomery told me. Oh, yes, yeah. And this is a, now this was a home that you were called into? Yes, a private and, residence. And it is now a, an art gallery or something? Uh, no, uh, it, it, it was used as an art gallery. Okay. It was, it was a house on a property uh, that was yeah, used as a private art gallery. For, right, for and I've heard that was, there was some crazy stuff going on in this place. There and was, and there probably still is. Already. <laughs> there were, there were uh, right. new, new owners. Don't we, hold back. Um, this is the basis of um, uh, Richard's uh, fifth book called Meeting Place of the Dead. And uh, that was a year and a half long investigation uh, of, as I say, this, this private residence or a house and a barn on this, on this particular property. Now, what brought you guys into the residence? Um, okay, back backtrack to uh, Richard and I doing a presentation for the uh, the local heritage uh, 
committee there. We we're we we're looking for an endorsement, right? You know, in in uh, more or less, and um, and we so we finished doing a presentation for this heritage committee, and uh, you know, to sell the reasons why the you know the search group is you know the group local locally gr the group that you'd like to have you know do your investigations. You can rely on us, et cetera. Um, and at the end of there was somebody in the audience there. Something just tapped this chair, by the way. Um, at, there was somebody in the audience there. Did you see something, John? We have a, a man who went to the wall. Okay. He'd been away from the meter. Yeah. And he's wound his way around over here. And he just, just, I just he, felt a little. And he just tapped your kicked yeah, your chair. He, just he, he went right behind you. <laughs> which he is cool. Which is totally cool for me. He yeah. seems to be. Totally Are you getting cool anything you. else from him? Yeah. You it, picking it's, up it's a male, and I, he's just a random popping. Um, Hello, sir. And, and he's he's walked in, and actually I got. I, got I wonder if he'll goosebumps. be good enough to give me his name. Yeah, I'd yeah. love you to share your name. Um, right, Dan's very very good on. Yeah, I'm the up name names. guy. Yeah. He's the name guy. Okay. So anyway, okay. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back. Carry so you're at this. No, do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. We're just kidding. We're yeah, just yeah, kidding. yeah. No. No. You got to keep a sense of humor doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, too. Otherwise, for sure. You're so you're at this heritage center. Yeah. So we so we we presented to a heritage committee. And uh, at the end of it, this, this woman took us aside and said, you know, I'd like to, to look at this photo that uh, Google, Google map car took of my property. So, okay. So we had, had a look at this photo, and there was a picture of this house. It's this little uh, salt box, uh, um, you know, a little tiny cottage, really. And um, so the Google car had taken a picture of two figures in front of this house, and she claimed there was nobody living in it at the time, you know, because she was using it as an art studio, and she and her husband lived elsewhere. And um, and in front of the house, you, there's this figure of a woman looking at the camera. And I often wonder about you know how many other images are out there that we don't know about. You know, if you were to sure, you know, just really bored and, and Google ghosts, <laughs> yeah, just just Google, uh, Google the, uh, the the car the car camera. So a woman in in a old old time dress, a period vintage dress. Um, I can't say clear as day, but you just make out these basic features. Not too much in the, in the facial area. Uh, hints of, of facial features, and behind her, inside the window, there was the—I think it's the back of the head of somebody sitting inside the house, kind of thing. And uh, no, no figures uh, at the image before or afterwards, you know, of that one particular shot. So uh, we said, you know, that's interesting. Um, if you'd like, we like, we, we'll check it out. You know, it didn't prove anything, but you know, mm -hmm. sure. but, you know, give us, why don't give us a try. So we went in there, and the initial visit was uh, very warm, very welcoming. Uh, very cool little little cottage. Um, the owner there said that uh, when she had held uh, art shows and whatnot and opened it to the public, um, many people commented that they felt so invited there that they didn't want to leave. They just loved it so much. And it, it really doesn't look like much from the outside except as sort of a curiosity. Uh, and on that note, I have to mention that we can't mention the exact uh, property uh, and location sure. uh, out of respect for the owners. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, we have a uh, solid confidentiality policy uh, in our group as well as safety. Sure. Uh, both are number one, if that's possible. Um, <laughs> so anyway, having said that, uh, it's, it's an interesting looking house, but you wouldn't feel yourself drawn towards it, you know, to do uh, an investigation particularly. But uh, while we were in there, um, we had, uh, you know, voices, you know, asking about us, you know, talking about us while we were there. Uh, the medium picked up on uh, um, not an abusive fellow, but a sort of a rough and tumble sort of farmer type character. 
uh, who uh, you know, like really like to control his wife, you know, and be you know mm. be the you know mm -hmm. the the pants wearing quote unquote yeah. uh, of the family. Um, and it seemed for every subsequent visit there, um, that happy, warm, inviting atmosphere uh, went south pretty quickly. Um, which, in Richard's experience, uh, points to something like a trap, if you will. Oh, um, okay. Oh, thank you. Our meter's it's, going off again. It's Whoa. going right up to red. Whoa. Wow. Thank you very much. If I could move over there, excuse yeah, me. For sure. Wow, that is cool. Right up to the peak. And it stopped when I approached. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what did it get up to? So Peter's just checking this out right now. And well, now it's back to zero, zero again. The millimeter. Hello? Now, Peter's putting his hand on the antenna, mm -hmm. and it's not going off. He no. just, he's just picked it up. That Keep, was cool. Giving so it a shake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nothing's... Uh, um, yeah, you know, I've it, never seen Tony the, uses that right. all the time, yeah, and we never get anything. Yeah, and I've never and seen it go to red. No, I'm no. gonna turn it off and. Uh, yeah, it's looking kind of weak. I'm gonna change the batteries up and. Uh, Alrighty. Yeah. But anyway, or I can. can do yeah, it another and time, that's not surprising either. Oh no, I can't. No, we're, I need a little screwdriver. And work. we're talking about, uh, you know, an unfriendly mm -hmm. well, place. You yes. You know, <laughs> so maybe. Well, okay. Peter's back. Yeah, <laughs> we. Uh, that was cool. That so was the atmosphere changed in the cottage. Yes, and yeah, very you, much so. And um, the 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 thought behind it was that kind of suckered you in with the the warm fuzzy feelings. It's possible. Yeah, and then what it I was, changed. What I began to say before uh, the the meter died yet. Well, amazingly, it was yeah. amazing death. Yeah. Yes. Uh, jumped so, up so, to red. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that we in caught in uh, subsequent. Uh, uh, research, which we, we pride ourselves on doing, um, like thorough research with historians and archives and whatnot, that building was uh, Ontario's first Baptist church. Oh. And it, was not even, it wasn't even native to that its present location. It was moved there from another side road. It was the first. Uh, so that was quite significant. Um, um, and through our mediums and through EVPs, we determined... Um, that some bad stuff had happened there. Um, a pistol had been found in the in the wall of a, a shed on the same property. The shed was long gone before us, but the the current owners um, saved the pistol. It was a, a British bulldog, um, it was, and it's in the book as well. Um, this little 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 tiny metal pistol, and the the handle, the wooden handle, had worn off. So it was just you know the the frame of of the thing. It wasn't armed. It wasn't loaded. Um, so there might be a story behind that that pistol. Um, yeah, why would they hide it in the wall, right? Kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Um, so there there are all kinds of uh, details about that investigation. Uh, I don't have time to to bore you with <laughs> with those here live, but uh, they're all in the book. Uh, it's a fascinating story, and as I say, it got scary pretty quickly, um, especially towards the end uh, when we would ask mediums um, that had nothing to do with the group, really, sort of guest mediums, come in. And one, one in particular said, you know, there are things here that are trying to look like kids. I said, oh. I think <laughs> we've talked about that. Yes, and, John and, and I and know I was, all about that, too. And right away I said, are they, like, okay, tell me about that. And um, she said, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go into that sub-basement there because there are three what I call greys. And to me, greys mean alien. You know, that's that's right. what I'm familiar with, but you know, not alien 
but not exactly human either, but some other entity mm-hmm. trying to look human in order to, uh, whatever, I don't know why, but uh, yeah. uh, she said, I would not be surprised if when people lived here, and people used to at one point, um, they would appear to people at night and have like red or, or completely all black eyes kind right. of thing. So really, really, <laughs> yeah. you know, really creepy stuff. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't just there, it was in the, the barn, uh, the basement of this uh, barn that was also on the property. And that barn um, may play a, a huge um, role in the paranormal world if, if we can find out the identity of... Uh, it's basically a person that leaned his face into the camera uh, as Paul went up into the loft and took a random set of... Uh, uh, sort of like a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a quick succession of yeah, pictures? quick or? succession in, okay. in, in, yep. in an arc. Um, panoramic. Panoramic. Yeah, there you go. And it looks like a fellow leaned into the camera mm-hmm. as if to say hi. And then the next shot was just the screen was all green, like whoosh, like he took off. Yeah. And then the next couple of photos are of the bar and loft out of focus. And then that goes into focus, you know, mm-hmm. you know yeah. from then on. And it's an incredible photo. It's... Uh, I. Uh, that's in the book as well, and we feel if we can positively identify this fellow, then this our our uh, shared, shared fascination for this world will might be blown open if we can. Like mm-hmm. this will be proof, mm. proof right. positive, you know, for the rest of the skeptical world. Sure. You know, yeah. What I like to tell people is, if they if they come up to me and say, oh, "I don't believe in that stuff," I say, "Well, that's fine." It, these things exist without your belief. <laughs> That's, yeah, they really don't care. We, yeah. One yeah. thing we, we do is we're not out to make anybody a believer. We just share what we And didn't uh, everyone involved in the investigation of this place get sick? Um, not sick, but uh, attacked. In, okay. in some, we would experience pains uh, coming out of nowhere. You know, the, the more and more uh, uh, we returned to this place, uh, you know, we'd feel, get a feeling of getting kicked you know, back yep. here in the back of the shin. Um, Paul um, would um, sort of trip and stumble, and it's not—he's not drunk or anything. He would just like lose his balance. And um, right. at one point, um, uh, we were in the barn, and we'd been given permission by the owners to dig into the dirt cellar um, because there was a sort of a, a four by six rectangular mm. uh, mound in, in, the, in the dirt. <laughs> right, right away, we're thinking, oh, yeah. "Okay, yeah. Is there a body oh, down there." there. Yeah. Um, so I went to fetch a shovel from the ground floor and I'd been through this doorway dozens of times uh, through our, you know, investigating there. Um, I've been in, in and out of this door many times without a problem. And when I came back with a shovel, for some reason I felt like I was, I lifted myself, I don't know, almost as if I was just like bouncing on my heels and I cracked my crown of my head on the frame and I was, oh. yes, it, it was really unexpected and hard and, and uh, but uh, that was bizarre. That, oh, takes, yeah. that takes a lot of energy to do something mm-hmm. like that, too, That's doesn't right. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, it's quite a story. Mm. <laughs> um, and, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> and we pulled out of that because uh, Richard has encountered this uh, kind of, uh, I hesitate to use the word demonic because mm-hmm. it's, I feel like now it's overused in television mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know, to sell a, sure. each episode of a show that's on. Everywhere there's demons, apparently. Yeah. So, something, um, something ghoulish. But right? Yeah, something ghoulish. Um, Mm. If not demonic, it's cousin kind of thing. That's what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, something evil, I guess. It, even evil is a, a harsh, right. it's quite an extreme term to me. But anyway, um, Richard recognized the signs, and he said to the owner, "You know, we've got to, we've yeah. got to pull out. Somebody's really going to get hurt. You know, like even worse. You know, than, mm. than we 
were uh, encountering and uh, things following us home came something came to each and every one of our houses even though we live i live in georgetown somebody else one of the other member lives in oakville etobicoke cambridge yeah, and every distance, every one of no, our homes no just yeah. distance yeah. distance doesn't make a yeah space time doesn't exist no i guess so yeah. right uh peter tell us um how people can get a hold of your book and uh, and you've got uh, some signings and information sessions coming up. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. Your group, your group as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, once again, our, our group is The Searcher Group. Uh, you can find us online at uh, thesearchergroup.ca. Uh, so that's all one word. Uh, the website is being revamped right now uh, to, to uh, in commemoration or a celebration of our 40th anniversary. Uh, and you can reach us through there as well. If you want to reach uh, Richard and uh, ask him any questions uh, about him, his, his books, uh, on the website right now there, there is a listing of all of his books and, and links. Uh, his book and this book, Haunted Town Halls, can be uh, purchased through uh, Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, uh, here in Canada Chapters. Um, actually, what was fascinating to me was uh, I found there was a copy in India as well. I don't know why. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. That's all right. Um, that's the farthest this book has reached. Uh, it is available in England as well. Um, there, there's a distributor in the UK that uh, distributes to Eastern, Western Europe, and North Africa. So, mm -hmm. so it's an exciting uh, new uh, outing for me to, to get this book out there. Right. And you said in May you're in, in Gulf? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, the book came out uh, November 1st of 2018, but uh, the, the, the grunt work of the, the uh, appearances and signings uh, is, is starting already, uh, mm -hmm. especially with uh, this afternoon talking to you guys. So thank you for being part of that launch. Oh, yeah. um, Our pleasure. I will be uh, appearing at uh, Chapters in Newmarket uh, next Saturday for uh, about four hours, uh, meeting people and signing books. Uh, so I encourage anybody, uh, if uh, you're in the neighborhood, come on out and... Uh, I'll try to answer any, any ghost-related questions you have. And in May, uh, in Guelph, Ontario, at a um, location called the E-Bar, uh, or the Bookshelf Store, uh, I'll be doing a, a similar talk, a slideshow PowerPoint presentation. Down on Quebec Street. On Quebec Street. That's mm -hmm. right. And that, uh, <clears throat> I think that begins at 6.30. I know it's online anyway. It's on their website. Right. But anyway, Haunted Town Halls. From the case files of the Searcher Group by Peter J. Rowe, R O E. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And uh, I think I think we're going to have to come down and see your presentation and buy a book. Please do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love that comment you guys had about the uh, things that portray themselves as kids. Because mm -hmm. Dan and mm -hmm. I've encountered this, and I would say when Dan and I began to have some difficulties, was that first encountering that what was a little blonde girl. Began to, and what, I don't know if your psychic noticed it, but we noticed the, our only clue now is the eyes. Mm, and the okay. eyes are usually black, and the more we focus on them, they or tend to get big. Yeah. The eyes get or big, Or they're not right? black, but you can just sense that there's there's nothing behind them. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and that's a real tip-off for us now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if, if I get involved in something, and it's these kid-like things that are kind of... And you see them, they're <laughs> bouncing around, and you think it's a child playing. Mm -hmm. To me, mm -hmm. that's a huge red flag. Yeah. yeah, we only have encountered one child spirit that we know yeah. as a kid, and that's the little guy across the uh, yeah. We're way cool in with the him. Other, okay. In the other yeah, we're good. Channel. We're good with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which I think I, he's all over this town. Yeah, and I'm pretty right. sure he showed up here earlier on when we were when we were recording. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. uh, 
Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. people maybe listen to this podcast with some uh, earbuds or headphones because when that meter was going off, we had a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. It's a good chance. That was very cool. Yeah, and Peter, if you find something on your recorder you've put back there, please yeah. share it with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And if it uh, opened up the eyes of any listeners out there and you want to tell us your stories, please. Uh, our, send us an email. Yeah, yep. send us an email. Or go on, email f- on uh, phantomfaction at outlook.com or go to our Facebook page, Phantom Faction, send us a message. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Peter, thank you so much. Oh, thank you that for having me. This was uh, fantastic. Wish you uh, I enjoyed all the best of luck with the book. Thank Thanks, you very John. Much. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.